When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. So, um, the Bills. <laughs> which team has, okay, genuine question, which team has depressed you? More of this season, the Flames or the Bills? I think, just knowing you, it's the Bills because there were more expectations. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the Bills by by like a long shot. I had I had a mental breakdown last night after the Bills game. Like I actually, I, I don't know, I don't know how we lose that game. Like it just, it's the exact same thing over and over again. Like it's Bills blow a fourth quarter lead. We were up ten going into the fourth, blow that. The Philadelphia kicker somehow makes a 60-yarder in pouring rain. I, I don't know how that works. Sends it to overtime, and then, sure enough, the Bills and losing in overtime kind of go hand-in-hand hand together. So Yeah, I mean, I, I opened Instagram, and I saw the first story, and I was like, okay, like that's fair. And I saw the second <laughs> one, and I was like, oh. And I saw the third one, and I was like, I I need to check in. <laughs> three, <laughs> yeah. three straight stories. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was not too happy after the game last night. So, at least uh, at least the Flames gave me a little bit of hope on a on a, a, a tough away road trip. Yeah, that was see like so we're a quarter now and quarter way in to the season, and your twenty one games played were eight, ten, and three. Uh, are we a playoff team? Probably not, but it's nice to see. It's. That game against Dallas was probably the most hyped I've been watching a game. If I were to also take into account the emotional attachment that I have to some guys now on this team, mm-hmm. probably the most hype I've been watching a game the last two seasons. Yeah, it was it was a fun game. And are you not surprised that they didn't fold in that game? Because what they went down two nothing pretty early, right? Um, and. That that's usually like, especially against a good uh, central division team, who's uh, definitely a playoff team. The fact that they didn't roll over and die there, and especially right at the start of a of a, a tough away road trip, it, it shows a lot about this team. And they fought back into that game, and yeah, put up seven on the Dallas Stars, and some pretty nice ones too. I mean, the Zari pass to me was behind <laughs> Hannafin's reaction, <laughs> dude. Like. I the <laughs> Hannibal was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> and Backlund yeah. was like, wow. <laughs> was like, can we vote Zari into the All Star game, please? Who else on our team is more deserving? Like, who who else is doing shit like that right now? No one. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was a really good game. Um, 
I mean, and what happened with Ottinger? Just did not look like himself out there. Man, he I feel like he wasn't himself also last year. Like I had him on my fantasy team. He let me down some nights. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he's not the wall that we faced in the playoffs. That's that's evident. I know, like you go back and think about that playoff series and just what Flames fans like <laughs> the extent that they were going to <laughs> to get into Ottinger's head was unbelievable in that series. And he summoned demons. <laughs> To get into this guy's head and the aftermath is, hey, our team kind of got destroyed, but his play sucks now. So it kind of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time we recorded, it was just before the Toronto game. And after the Toronto game, our boy Nikita Zadorov requests a trade publicly via his agent right before the Christmas trade freeze. Maybe something could happen, but. I'm not holding my breath for anything to happen until the deadline or maybe a month or two out, like in the new year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've kind of been thinking how much of that, like how much of it was just kind of like a try him trying to be a wake up call to the team, you know, like, cause he's still been stepping up for guys, throwing hits, fighting for guys. He's been doing everything that a team player still does, even since the trade request. Um, and the one thing I don't understand is, does he think that we need more forwards? Because I don't even think he's a D-man anymore. He's pretty much just a 6'6 right winger. I don't even see him play defense anymore. He's always down low behind the net in the offensive zone, and I can't figure out what is going on or why Huska lets this happen. But Huska sees him going up the rush, and he's like, trade value's going up. I'm just going <laughs> to just let him do whatever he wants down there. It's like, listen, if this is going to get us a late second, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, Nikita. Um, yeah, but maybe, yeah, before Christmas, or it might even be till the trade deadline, if this is actually going to formulate and he is going to leave Calgary. Um, I don't see it happening till the trade deadline, um, and this team actually sees where they're at. Uh, heading towards the playoff push. That's my thing. Like the schedule, it's a it's a ringer schedule. Like we just played Dallas and Colorado. Now we've got Vegas tonight. Dallas on Thursday again for the third time this month. Like yeah. okay. Vancouver, Minnesota, who's struggled, but I think they should be better than what the record shows. They've been terrible. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Carolina, New Jersey, who also should be better than what the record shows. I don't know what's going on there either. Colorado again, then Vegas, then Minnesota, then Tampa, then Florida. By the time we get to just after the winter break, the Flames are not playing a team that is a bad team. Yeah, that should be below 500. Like they're yeah. playing only playoff teams and contenders from now until December eighteenth. Yep, I I know the guys on on Barnburner who are calling this the gauntlet that the Flames are uh, stepping into, and yeah, this is going to be very telling. Um, pretty much right up into that Tampa game, uh, you're going to find out whether this team is going to make the playoffs or not. Uh, up in this upcoming month here, December is going to be a very telling month for this hockey team. The the discourse from the fan base of like 
do we want to win or do we want to lose is so annoying. Like we win a game in Dallas and people in the comments are like, that's not tanking. Like, okay, first of all, we're not <laughs> bad enough that bad to tank. Like that's not the goal here. You're not cap and tank. You don't, like, you don't go 0 and 82 when you tank. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Everyone's like, so what's the marker going to be like by the time Conroy decides what the picture is? Like, it's not, is Christmas break not the marker for this team? It absolutely is. And historically, I was always of the belief that around Christmas break, that's when you're going to know. And when we were a point, just a point in last Christmas break, I was like, yeah, I'm not too sure about this. This year, I get a more. You know, obviously expectations weren't as high. You're kind of like, okay, if things go right, they're a playoff team. If things don't, then, you know, then we make tough decisions and we, you know, look to the future. And the picture is set up for that to happen. And you look at this upcoming schedule, we're going to know by Christmas break where they're at. So January is the marker for Connie, I think. You have guys that... You know, Nikita publicly requested a trade. I wouldn't be surprised if some guys internally requested it and just didn't get, you know, yep. to make the whole fuss about it. Shout out to Dan Milstein for making a fuss about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think January is going to be, yeah, a, a very interesting month for this hockey team. I think you might, like, I okay, realistically, what do you think the Flames record is through this gauntlet? Up until that Tampa game, how many games is that? So, including tonight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games up until that Tampa game. Up until? Okay. And including it would be 10? Yeah. What is the realistic record that the Flames go through those 10? All pretty much like above 500 hockey teams, or should be. Oh. What if this team pulls out five regulation, like five two point wins in this 10 game stretch? Whether it be like just two point wins, they win five hockey games over these next ten. What does this hockey team do from there? Because I know everybody has been thinking about the the rebuild and how we're going to move pieces out, bring some young guys in, get some youth in. If this team wins five hockey games against this tough competition, you may be looking at something else happening here in Calgary. I think you'd see a hybrid of it. Everyone wants to say like everyone would get sold. I feel like if we're in a spot by january select guys are getting sold yes like elias lindholm does he get traded don't know like honest to god i would not know what management would be thinking of then with lindholm in particular guys like zadorov yeah you can you can ship him out and pull up some guys from the wranglers my big thing is like okay if they are in a spot what do you do with lindholm because it Let's say this ringer or this gauntlet, they don't pass whatsoever with flying colors and they show us that, okay, yeah, this organization needs a course reset. And that's sort of implemented in Connie's mind. That's super easy. You trade Lindholm, you trade Hannafin, you trade these guys. But let's see what games they could win. Because even like that Colorado game, Hmm. um, I like the Flames played well in my opinion they got some really unlucky puck luck in that game i mean lots of posts um just 
the puck wasn't bouncing their way. They, they didn't play great, but they were in that game and they, they were competitive and they could have won. They could have walked away with two points in that game. So realistically, it's going to take some very good hockey to, uh, to get this team to the playoffs right now. And again, like, please give it to me. Like, I'm not sitting here begging for loss. No, yeah. Like I, if, if they come in and beat Vegas, beat Dallas, beat Vancouver, beat, if they go on a little win streak here, I dude, like, in, in my opinion, the big games are the ones against uh, Vegas and Dallas here yeah. and, and Colorado again when we see them. Uh, if you're able to pick up, yeah, the wins against those, like, well, the two top central dogs pretty much, Dallas and Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got Vegas who, I mean, had no hangover from the Stanley Cup victory. They've still been playing great hockey. If you can pick up some points against those guys, sure, you might – maybe let one drop to Minnesota or, or something like that. But those are where you need to make your points right now for the Flames. It's literally a make or break schedule. All the questions surrounding what direction the organization is going to take, you're going to know after December 18th. It's just, it's tough, dude. Because like, I look at Connor Zary, I look at Martin Pospisil. Martin Pospisil, he's been now, he's played more than 10 games. So he will now require waivers if they were to send him back down, which ultimately means you're a Calgary Flame for the rest of the year, bud. You made the tip. <laughs> isn't um, it funny that that guy cleared the waivers at the start of this year? Dude, like, isn't it funny how, like, none of us talked about him even being, like, in the top five call-up candidate? When was he ever a top five to top ten prospect in this organization, right? Like, and now he's, like... So many around. injuries and, and could never stay healthy. And then when he finally does, he's a full-time NHLer. And it's it's unbelievable. It's awesome. Like, I, I love seeing it. Because, dude, the I way love he the way he plays, too. He oh, plays dude. like Chucky. Tell me he doesn't have a little bit of Chucky in him. Oh, dude. He's he's Euro Chucky. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm going to ask you a question here. So... Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan, Matt Kachuk, and Connor Zary, right? Yeah. If you had to guess who has the most amount of points through their first 10 NHL games out of that crop, who are you guessing? It's it's gonna be Zari. He's pretty much point per game coming in. Yeah. So Connor Zary has nine through ten. Matt Kachuk had six. Monahan had eight, and Goudreau had four. In their first 10 games in the NHL. Connor Zari. Dude. <laughs> but the guy got drafted by... Okay, we should have known, dude. Lanny McDonald called this guy's name at the podium and gave him that le- that legendary juju. And he was a Kamloops blazer. He was, yeah. We should have known. Some good, we they produced some good <laughs> hockey players. We should have put the two together. <laughs> I was always high on him. I always liked him coming out of uh, the WHL. But... Yeah, he for some reason when he got here to Calgary, he just never seemed to like have that spark, I guess, until he finally got a shot in the NHL and they're like, Holy shit, wow, this guy's actually really good at hockey. <laughs> the poor guy got hurt, right? That first yeah. whole pro year, like 21-22. And then last year spent the whole year with the Wranglers. And it's like, okay, like all good. I mean, at this point, if this is the version of Connor's area we're getting. And it's not like, oh, no, we rushed him to the NHL like we did with pretty much everyone else that we've ever drafted, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It's nice to see the early returns, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, the guy has some serious 
serious skill, dude. That pass, like we talked about. He's yeah, he, he's oh fantastic. And when when do you think of you know maybe putting Coronado with those two? Coronado's been down in the A, man. He's putting up over a point per game down there. Sometimes I feel like I'm the problem because I bought his jersey and then he got sent down. Like, imagine Zari throwing passes like that onto the stick of Coronado for a one timer. Oh my god. Uh, see, this is why I was trying to talk myself into being okay with Nick D. Simone being sent down because I was like. <laughs> First of all, Nick DeSimone does not deserve to be sent down to the Wranglers, first and foremost. I think he's been better than Dennis Gilbert. I think he was really good in the eight games that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw that transaction, I was like, there's a following transaction, right? Like, you're, you're calling someone up, right? Like, there's no way that you do that without – and I was like, Matt Coronado, right? Like, that's you're going to do that, right? Right? And then no consequent – tweet came out saying that anyone was being called up the action on the ice with DraftKings sportsbook now a typical over under in hockey is 5.5 meaning that an over bet wins if the score totals six or more and an under bet wins if the score totals five or fewer looking at the betting lines for tonight with the vegas golden knights in town if you wanted to look at our over and under for the good guys over five and a half plus 250 under five and a half plus 300 do with that information what you will Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 years of age, and age varies by jurisdiction. This offer is void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved after that boatload. Back to the show. Don't don't rush the guy, but he is lighting up the A right now. I mean, he hasn't missed a beat since going down, so... Like don't don't rush the guy, but like if you need goals, he's pretty good at scoring them. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know, just see my whole thing with that with the start. It felt very Sam Bennett to me, like the way that they were treating him the first like ten games. Yeah, starts off in the top six. Well, technically started off with Backlund and moved worked his way up. Was in the top six. Okay, mm, then. Last four games he played as a flame. He was on the fourth line. And they took him off the top power play unit. And I'm like, what are you doing? My whole thing with that is if you put him in a position to succeed and he didn't succeed, okay, yeah, send him down. That's warranted. But when you're not putting him in a position to really showcase himself, yet he's still like top five in advanced metrics and for all your forwards from the fourth line playing nine minutes a night, it's like okay, what what are you, what are we doing here? 
And sure. I, I think I think that's what the Flames realized too, because they've made that mistake before with quite a few players, right? Like, um, but yeah, I think they had them in that in that top six, and it just wasn't working out at the time. And then brought him down to the fourth line and realized, holy shit, why are we playing this guy eight minutes a night when he could be playing twenty three for the Wranglers, right? And it was just kind of clued in a little late. It's I, I, I'm excited to see him come back up. I want to see him back in the NHL. I think he belongs to be deserves to be in the NHL. He belongs there. Um, and hopefully it's soon because he's going to inject some fire into this offense when he comes back, I think. Like right now, Zari's playing wing. But could you imagine if they moved him to center and you had a possible Zari-Coronado line? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to see. The speed of that line would be insane. And, like, no one has a book on any of them yet. What would you think of the uh, Wranglers alternate jerseys? Oh, dude, those are sick. They're fire, right? Oh, sick. Like, oh, I, I want to buy one, but my wallet does not want one. <laughs> like, like, there's a whisper that's like, you idiot. You just bought a Blasty with Coronado's 27 in the back. Don't, don't get the AHL one, too. Like, God. <laughs> um yeah i mean honestly like the vibes right now watching games i don't i don't mind them like they're i'm actually entertained watching connor zari martin pospisil jonathan huberto since his goal against the canucks i want to say he's been noticeable in an effective way He's been, yeah, he's definitely had a step forward, I'll say. Um, like that that play, that pass that he made to Backlund against Colorado, when was the last time you saw him make a pass like that? That's the stuff that you need to see from him because we haven't seen a lot of that from him in Calgary, and that was his trademark, right? So, yeah. I'm just, like, I don't know. I've just, I'm sort of just, like, in the camp of, like, I've accepted kind of, like, what he is, right? Yeah, you know what? We found a fit with Backlund and Coleman. Those two have been that line has been pretty good, and I'm like, you know what? That's his fit. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Like I'm seeing actual effective return out of this trio, so I'll take it. But like, man, I felt for the guy after he scored. First of all, I was at that game, that Vancouver game. Okay, yeah, he roofed that dude. The place like exploded like it was like oh my god and his celly poor guy is like praying to the lord after he scored i was like hey i like man it my thing with huberto is like it's not for the lack of not wanting to be good like that's that's the thing that i don't like i don't think he came to calgary being like i'm gonna play my retirement money and stop giving a shit i don't think that's where he's at because you look at his body language when he finally breaks through, does something, it's like this is eating at this guy mentally yeah. every day. Yeah. And the dome gave him a pretty nice cheer after that goal. Like a really extended, prolonged, like it was like maybe a few minutes of just whistles and cheers and you know, all that jazz. We didn't like chant his name, but it was like a roar after the goal for a sustained amount of time. Mm-hmm. And since then, I think he's been good. I don't want to say he's been great, but he's been good. Like, he's been effective. He's not looking like a below-replacement guy. That's, ex- 
That's exactly what I was going to say. Is he's, he's not looking like yeah. a replacement guy, right? Yeah, like, exactly. He's making shit happen. Like you said, that pass in Colorado, more of that, please. Love that. Yep, absolutely. Nazem Kadri is at a point per game, the last 12, I think it is. Yeah. He's giving those Yuri Hoodler vibes to Zari and Possessel, dude. Like, <laughs> he is. Like, it's actually, like, it's, it's, like, you see him talk about them in the media, too. He's like, I wish I was a young guy. I'm like, bro, they're making you, they're forcing you to play like you're 25. Like, this is a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I guess, overall, like, the vibe is not terrible. And it sounds off when you're cheering for a team with a losing record to say that. But you also understand that there's a big picture that should be in play here. So, until we know what that is, you can't really... You can't really sit and overreact to wins and losses this year. Depending on which camp you're in, then you might be overreacting. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll find out soon. And we'll I mean, when, when you're a Bills fan, Flames hockey is a—it's pretty easy to watch. I'm not gonna lie. The holiday season is chaotic. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. So why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before, and Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. This past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowd and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up the 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Back to the show. <laughs> Not as much stress. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw I saw the ending of that game at a, at, at a restaurant last night. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm not even going to – I was like, I I, I want to reach out, but I'm scared. Like, Yeah, it's like, just <laughs> – it's one of those things you just need to be left alone and deal with it. Just Sunday night was ruined, that's all. Yeah. And I guess <laughs> – yeah, it's just – it's not ideal. I guess – so Markstrom is starting tonight. Just saw the tweet from Pat. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't expect many line changes, if any. But I do want to quickly touch on what do you think the Flames do eventually with Walker Dewar? It's it's weird to say and it's hard to say, but it feels like there might not be room for him here anymore. You know what I mean? Like you've had the emergence of some guys from the A 
that have uh, outplayed him and definitely took took and earned his spot on the NHL roster. Um, he hasn't been himself to start this year. Um, and I think maybe part of that is the lack of games that he's seeing or or uh, ice time that he's getting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you wave him? Do you think he clears? That's my question. Like, I, I'm not confident in saying that he clears because the guy has term and – He's only at eight two five, so like it's a very reasonable sort of oh this guy could play fourth line minutes for us type of claim, and he's not old by any means. So. Right, it kind of feels like Rizichka last year, does it not? Yeah, kind of feels like the same situation. I agree. It's um, and honestly, like even Rizichka has been in and out. Like if he the, the problem with but those two is like Dewar showed us flashes of what he could be. His forecheck ability last year under Daryl's system was to his favor because he's that type of power forward. Now, after his hot stint, when he went back down for the playoffs, he kind of tapered in the playoffs at the AHL level. <laughs> it sort of carried over into this year. And Ruzicka, you have some games where he looks uh, great. He's doing, he's putting up like multiple points a night. And then some games where you just don't notice him. You have all the tools. I pray for the consistency. And that's always been the knock, right? But yes, yeah. It's, it's hard because I like both of them and I've met both of them. They're both pretty dope people. So mm-hmm. I, I just know that last year, Rizichka, um, he had a lot of – it was more mental issues that was going on with the team. He thought that he should have been a full-time NHLer last year um, under Daryl and that he should have been in that lineup more. He had bought an apartment in Calgary. Like, he was getting prepared for the entire season to, to be in Calgary, to be a Calgary flame. And then he was getting scratched by Daryl. I, I, he didn't go down to the A, I don't think, but he was just out of the lineup so much, and that took such a hit on him. Daryl just – didn't like his game, right? Like, didn't see a fit for him. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if things have flipped now with the coaching change that it's kind of moved away from Rizichka being that guy to Dewar being that guy that doesn't really fit in here with Huska right now. Like, and he's dealing with that kind of issue. Like, I look at those two as kind of the same thing, like just mirrored versions of each other uh, from different years. That's the way that I see it. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Hopefully he can get some games in. Hopefully he gets some good ice time and uh, we can see him turn it back around because he was exciting to watch last year, right? Like he was fun. He was, That's he brought some light into this team. So yeah, hopefully they get it figured out. Yeah. So Pat just tweeted out the lines for tonight. Manjapani, Lindholm, Sharon Govich, Zari, Kadri, Pospisil, Huberto, Backlund, Coleman, Greer, Ruzichka, Dubé. So our boy Dewar is once again a healthy scratch. Defense, Uyghur Anderson, Hannafin Tanev, Gilbert Zadorov, and Markstrom and Nett. So no changes from no changes. How do you sit? I mean, how do you sit a guy on that fourth line right now, though? They were good. AJ Greer, I I really like his game, man. I really like him. Might be the best waiver claim like we've had in years. Fantastic. Like A plus. When Bruins fans were pissed about losing the guy, I was like, okay, I think I'm confident here that we yeah. have. Um, yeah, no, he's been awesome. And he also makes beats. 
Oh, does he? No way. Oh, dude, his beats are sick too. Like you should go to his Instagram. He he makes some fire stuff. I'll uh, check it out. Yeah. yeah. So that's the lineup for tonight. I just want to also point out, Igor. Do you like him? I love him. Oh boy, I love him. Yo, his ability one on one on a breakaway is like art. I watch it and I'm like, I love you. Why were you bridged? Why were you given a two-year deal? Dude, he reminds me of Hoodler. I'm sorry, that guy reminds me of Hoodler as a flame. Like, just that, like, you know, like, the quiet little European guy, and he'll finish every breakaway, and he'll do it quietly, but he, he does it well. I love him. He's awesome, and I'm glad that he's finally broken through. It's been fun watching him play hockey, dude. I'm a fan. I like him. Blake Coleman leads our team in goals. When he, signed, when he signed that six-year deal, did you ever see that coming? Nope, never. <laughs> Some things you'll never predict. Not even a knock on Coleman. It's like, I love you for being consistent. Like, yeah. even, he's not the type of guy that wows you or depresses you because he gives you his game every game. Like, yep. like you know what you're getting. It's not You're not up and down. He's just consistently working his ass off, and I love it. For this team being below 500, I think people would expect us to be pissed off. But I think that they, I think this is the most happy we've been in like two years with this team. <laughs> we we actually, is that actually wrong? No, you're not because Huberto <laughs> is looking effective. Backlund, that line with Backlund and Coleman, they're looking good. Greer's awesome. Sharon Govich has been great. Zari Pospisil have brought a new life. Kadri's at a point per game. Our defense has been fine for, I mean, fine for like individual stats. I would say if you're talking like systemic deployment, it's not fine, but no, yeah. Like, but other than that, like for, yeah, like for a team that's below 500 that where you don't have expectations, it's very easy to be pleased with what's happening. That is a very giddy episode for a team being eight, 10 and three, a quarter of the way in, but <laughs> you know what? it is what it is. That's where we're at. Like this is. You look at it with a glass half full sort of mentality. This is yep. the type of happiness that you get. We'll have content out for you probably once every two weeks, depending on where road trips and homestands align. That's usually when we yeah. like having them. <clears throat> and yeah, I guess we can just sit and be patient, see what's going to happen with Nikita Zadorov. When that dime does drop, I'll we'll record. We'll talk about the trade, all that sort of thing. <laughs> Same sort of mentality with the rest of these guys where we have no clue what's going to happen with any of them. So let yeah. the kids play. Exactly. Let, let the, the kids, kids play. play. You hear this, Murray? Let the kids play. Connie knows. Connie's the one calling them up. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I want this. I'm like, it's so refreshing. Guys like Pospisil, bro. Pospisil would not have touched an NHL game if Bradtree Living and Daryl Sutter were still here. He wouldn't have touched an NHL game. Dude, he would have ended up like in the German Div 2 league in three years if <laughs> Brad Schilling stayed the GM. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Go play. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody.